What do you get nostalgic about? Maybe it's driving past your old school, visiting a familiar street to see the house where you grew up. Newcastle and the Hunter region have changed a lot over the years. New roads, buildings seemingly popping up every day. If you have fond memories of the Hunter, love reminiscing. Maybe you've heard of the Lost Newcastle Facebook group. It's celebrating 10 years since its launch. So let's talk a little bit more about 10 years of looking back and looking forward with our group's founder, Carol Duncan. Good morning. Hello. 10 years. I know, right? What made you start it initially? Uh, a brick. <laughs> a brick? Uh-huh. Tell no, me. truly. The, the, the question that actually started Lost Newcastle 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, uh, st- it, and, and officially hasn't been answered still. <laughs> Around the uh, the wall, if you like, of uh, where Fort Scratchley mm-hmm. is located. So if you're driving around, and yep, the top road. Yep. And in the wall is every now and then you will see a brick mm. placed in there. Mm. And they've got like, I'm assuming, a year in them, yep. 1966. Sure. Some of them have got cracks. Now, I saw that and I remember thinking, why? Oh, What's the brick about? Who? Right. And I'm assuming that it's something to do with um, geological survey, that it's a way of monitoring whether or not the fort's going to fall into the sea, you know. (laughs) Um, But I haven't had that ever confirmed by anyone. So that first, very first question in Mm. Lost Newcastle from August 2012 was still sitting there unanswered. Wow. Everything else has been answered, sort of. Why create a new group, though, instead of go to one that I guess was maybe already set up? Or had you done that and weren't getting anywhere and you thought, you know what, there's a lot of these mysteries? I don't think there really were Mm. any at the time. I loved a couple, Lost Sydney and Lost Glasgow, Mm -hmm. um, for like my family history reasons. And then I just thought, oh, I'll put the the photo on Facebook and see what happens. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'll make it a little group. And I thought 200 people might be interested. (laughs) And now there's nearly 70,000 yeah. people. Hmm. How quickly did it grow? Um, reasonably quickly, although mm. it, it was really, it was the, I remember it was the Easter after mm. I started it. So Easter 2013, all of a sudden it blew up with new members and I was like, oh my God. Oh no, what oh, have I done? <laughs> oh, what am I going to, and how do I moderate this and how do I sort of, you know, keep the rude words out of it and, yeah. you know, all of the, those things that come with uh, running any sort of social media. Because there is a, you know, unfortunately a dark side to having that many people in a, even a virtual room together. What mm. has that been like as it's grown? I have roughly half a dozen volunteer admins who help me um, and there are tools that I can use in the background with Facebook to actually um, moderate words mm. and and get alerts on certain words and certain names and, you know, <laughs> things like heavy rail. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> Carol is about to be a fight. Um, parking. Yeah, that, parking. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so there are a lot of tools that you can use, but I think one of the things that I'm really proud of is that 70,000 people is really a city. If you think of it as a city, it's mm. it's half of the equivalent of half of Newcastle's LGA population. Yeah. So it's city-sized. And I think for a city, it is actually really, really well-behaved. Mm. Mm. I mean, and big discussion is kind of what you expect when you're talking a little bit about history too, sometimes. It is, but I've always tried to make it very clear that the, it is about Newcastle's local history. Mm. And if you want to lobby, take it elsewhere. Yeah. You know, if you want to advertise, There's take so it elsewhere. There's so many spaces for that now. And and that's right. And there are. And and sometimes someone will be offended if I remove something. No, oh, you know, free speech. And I'm just like, well, you know, hello, treat this like my lounge room. Mm. And 
you know, this is what I want it to be. And also because it has such a diverse audience from kids who shouldn't be on Facebook anyway, um, <laughs> doing history assignments at school to, you know, some very senior people. And yeah. and I want it to be a nice place for everyone. And, and mostly I think it is. Uh, 18 minutes past nine, you're on ABC Newcastle Mornings with Kaya Hanley. You're hearing from Carol Duncan, who is the founder of Lost Newcastle, which is celebrating 10 years. You might be there along with 69,000 of your closest buddies <laughs> talking all things Hunter history. What are the joys of this group? Oh, my been? goodness. Um, it is, for me, it's when you see... Uh, reunions and not just a school reunion or whatever because there's lots of that Mm. but it is when I can remember seeing a few years ago um, two women who would have been in their I'm just quickly doing the maths 70s at least they were in kindergarten together in the 1940s and one of them posted a photo Mm. this is my kindergarten class her best friend from then who she hadn't seen like for 50 years Sitting next to her in that photo contacted her. <gasps> There's things like that. There is um, the family reunions or family extensions. You know, mm. I didn't know we were related. And when you see, one of the things I, I think I get really gooey about is when someone posts a photo of a, a parent or grandparent and then somebody who knew them or a distant relative comes in with photos that the person has never seen before. Mm. Look at your bottom lip. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think that is its value. And I think some of the premise that I try to encourage people with is we know where all the significant archives of photos are. Look, yeah. I'm getting gooey just mm. thinking about that story. <laughs> so we know where the Ralph Snowball collections are with special collections at the uni and they're really beautiful and valuable. Mm. We know what we've got uh, in the Newcastle Library, we, the, the photo bank. We, they're all there. They're easily available. Mm. But what I felt that we were at risk of losing is that shoebox full of old photos mm. of you as a little kid fishing down the side of the harbour yeah, with old Newcastle in the background. Mm. And because that's the stuff that when someone dies and it loses its context, it goes to the tip. Mm. Well, put them there. And, and I guess it, I don't know what I'll do with it in years to come, but anyway. Well, I think we've learned a lot that we're all historians, you know, and it is that everyday history that really resonates with people into the future. Mm. You know, maybe not us right now. You think, oh, why would anyone want this, you know, scrap of this, I don't know, ad for a rat test (laughs) these days? Like, who's (laughs) going to want that? But you think 50 years into the future and how we reflect now on, you know, the 50s and 60s and seeing photos of Hunter Street. So a photo of Hunter Street last week with like bunting across it and all the shops full and old cars. Mm. I just couldn't get enough of it. Like zooming in and looking at little things and seeing what's the same and seeing what's changed. And it's so valuable. It is that old expression about how can you know where you're going if you don't know where you've come from. Mm. And I remember having that conversation with Julie Baird from the museum um, on numerous occasions and she would say, we're making history every day. Mm. You know, if I think of the photos that I took around Newcastle 30 years ago when I first came here, I wouldn't have thought that they had any relevance at all. (laughs) But I found one the other day that has the old hospital, (sighs) uh, Newcastle Hospital on the beach, and it was like, oh my goodness. You know, at the time, it didn't mean anything. You mentioned the different generations in the group. I think, you know, we often think of history as a, uh, a wiser person's, you know, role in our community. But how are you seeing those younger generations get around it and want to be involved? 
I think they're fascinated by what you just touched on, how visually different Mm. it is, you know. And I know when I came to Newcastle, I didn't know that we'd had a filthy great power station down on the foreshore. Mm. That was a revelation to me. Um, And so I think that that contextualising of, well, you know, here I am and this is what it looks like now and it's kind of always been like this and, Mm. you know, um, history, our our lives were black and white, Mm. you know. Grandma, are there any colour photos of you? Did colour exist? Also, your hair looks beautiful, Grandma. Teach me how to do it. Yeah, 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 all of that. But I think so there are a few missions for the group now um, and that is to continue what it does Mm. um, and to continue to support uh, that shared storytelling. Mm. Uh, One of the other things that I do now is um, try to encourage uh, oh, I've got an agreement with the University of Newcastle Special Collections so that any sales of anything that go through it oh, now great. with like merchandise and so on, um, some of that money goes to support the Vera Deacon Regional History Fund mm. because I just felt, how can I, what can I do that actually makes this more meaningful? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's meaningful, but yeah. how, can, how can I make it more so? Um, and then when Vera passed away, who, and she was just such an icon with her philanthropy mm. for... Uh, special collections and and preserving local stories, it was like, that's it. Mm. It's Vera's fund. It's Mm. trying to help that. So with John DeGravio and Coral and the amazing people out at the uni, um, you know, whether it's five bucks or 5,000, I have no idea. (laughs) But that's what I want it to do. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Do you see it continuing to grow? You know what? It's still growing on an average of between one and 200 people a week. Yeah, all right. I know. That's, that's not little. No. And and so I'm just like, okay, when are we going to crack the 70,000? Yeah. Um, but it is constantly in my mind about how to make it meaningful and valuable because it is all community contribution. And mm. I know there have been lots of other groups who went, oh, I'm going to go and um, crowdfund a book. Mm. And I remember seeing one um, <laughs> in, in another state and um, went for crowdfunding to do a book. And I just, and people would love that. Mm. But I'm just like, I, ca- I can't, how can I ask you to pay for something that you've actually. That you've give, given built? us, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll try and figure out other ways of doing it so it pays for itself. But I didn't want that model because it is, you know, if Kaya, you've given me a photo, mm. um, then that's a gift for everybody. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it's really curious. And I think. It's a question that we're seeing right across the community at the moment, especially as social media and real life kind of come together a little bit more as well. (laughs) Or for better or for worse. Uh, I mean, let's focus on the better because there are some joys. And if everyone behaves nicely, then we can have these beautiful spaces. I know. You can have nice things. You can have nice things. One of the other beautiful, beautiful things that came out of it, which I'll take credit for, are not really... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, is the stories of our town that Chit Chat and Tony Whitaker yes. have been doing. And so they contacted me a few years ago, said, we want to do this thing and we'd like you to host it. And I, well, I'm comfortable doing radio, of course, mm. but but to do video for Ugh. me. Yeah, okay. I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't but know I about that. I stand in a room and talk to myself for two hours. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so... They ran with the format of their videos and if you, the, the short films, if you haven't watched them, go on Facebook, yeah. their website, because they're just sensational. Um, and I think, you know, one of the, the, the great things that Lost Newcastle and I was able to give them was weird stories and contacts. Yeah. 
and they've been able to run with it. And they are doing the sort of storytelling that this city has never had in mm. looking at ourselves. You know, we've always had that little brother, Second City. Mm. And now their storytelling is really focusing on us and they're just so good. Yeah, I love it. I love mm. it. So many great things to come uh, from Lost Newcastle in 10 years. Here's to another 10 great years. Carol, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Carol Duncan there, founder of Lost Newcastle. If you're not there, go and check it out.